Welcome back, welcome back. Back like I never left on episode 12 of Rodney Support. Uh, good to be back. Uh, good to have you all listening to me again. Uh, got uh, my good friend, Deron Morgan, back on the scene. How you doing, Deron? I'm good, live. Second episode for me. Yeah, second episode for Deron. Uh, the only reason he's on here is because the Eagles are 3-0. No. So I guess he earned he earned the right to get back on. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we no no more. I said no more Eagles fans after my other friend, uh, Derek Ooh. got on. I don't think I don't think you know Derek Derek Edwards. He he went to Bowie with me, uh, oh, but he's yeah. also an Eagles fan. I think I don't even remember what. Like I think I was ten, maybe episode nine. We just talked about football. Oh yeah, but yeah, we had two Eagles fans, or you know, and then uh, so I said no more Eagles fans. But and so I'll make one more exception. Because uh, the Eagles have kind of proved me wrong, but we'll get into that. Really? Um, but yeah, Duran hit me up. He had some things he wanted to get off his chest. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, some NFL things uh, in terms of them really living up to the No Fun League name. Uh, talking about you know kind of some some hip some hypocrisy um, from good old Roger Goodell or whoever makes these decisions. Who, whoever. It is. Yeah, whoever it is. Um, it's, it's them as a whole. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Duran will kind of share his thoughts. I'll chime in, and then we'll we'll get into uh, how great the Eagles have looked and how not great the Colts have looked. Two the two teams that we both like. So. Yeah, yeah. It's not the season hasn't hasn't exactly gone how I thought it would so far. Yeah. Um, but it's only been twenty five percent. So I got that's the only thing I'm I'm holding on to is that there's a lot of games left. Yeah, a lot of games left. But we just lost to the Jaguars, so. Uh, <laughs> I, and, and, and honestly, I would really want us to just like tank and get a top five pick, but there you go. but how we draft, it won't it wouldn't even make a difference. We'll, yeah. It'll it won't even matter. But we'll get to that later. So Duran, explain to the good folks what's what's been on your mind, what's been bothering you. Uh, what's been bothering me so far with these past like three or four weeks is the the racially. Um, the racial, what's the word I'm trying to use? Either way, the, the, the racism in this country as a whole is really starting to turn on, like, where it's going from. It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, by, almost by the day. I mean, like I was telling you yesterday, I can, I can go on Facebook and look at videos of police killing killing people for no reason for all day like tons and tons and tons of videos and it's really just sad because well you know they, they don't know this but I want to be a police officer and um, a lot of people have asked me why I would, I would want to do that and why I would want to you know put myself in a harm's way especially with everything going on right now and my answer to that is just pretty much like I want to be a difference. I want to make a make a a change to a. I want to bring light to a place where it's very dark at the moment. And obviously, I won't be able to do it on my own. Not going to be just me, but I feel like I can help greatly in a situation where I feel like I can help people in a great way and make them feel like. The police are good people. I mean, I know there's plenty. I know plenty of good police. Actually, I know plenty of good police. I got good friends that are police officers. Like, not even that much older than me, two, three years older than me. So, you know, I just 
but back back to the racial the racism that's going on. I heard uh, Shannon Sharp and um, talk about the comments that President Obama had made. I'm not too sure what the exact comments were, so I'm, I can't really point figure out what they were. But it's almost sad to really see that with everything that's going on. And uh, with the NFL um, yesterday, Deshaun Jackson, Eagles legend, um, he. He wore some uh, caution tape cleats, and they were talking about today, also on Undisputed, about how, I actually didn't watch first take today, well, they were talking about today on Undisputed how um, he was possibly getting fined, but Antonio Brown can wear on Palmer cleats with his face on it, but D'Angelo Williams can't wear his breast cancer awareness muff for four Four family members that are women in family that, that passed for breast cancer awareness. I think his three aunts and his grandmother or, some, or his mother, one of them. And to Victor Cruz and Odell on week one wearing the American flag cleats. It just, it's a whole bunch of hypocrisy that's going on. It's like, it's almost like in America, Luckily, you know what I'm saying, we don't even pay for this, RJ. I can say what I want to say. <laughs> so, luckily in America, I mean, not luckily, but in America, this the white man comes first and the black man comes last. And everything, and any, that's what I'm seeing so far. I was a believer, when all this stuff started spurling around and getting around, all the way back to, sorry, what's that boy's name? Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, all the way back to them. I thought it was just a bunch of, you know, baloney, like, nah, I mean, it's, it's a black kid dying, but like, nah, this is a real issue, like, it's a real, real issue that really hasn't been resolved even from five, six years ago, and it's just unfortunate to hear and see all the things that's going on, but the NFL, since we, since we, this is a sports show, gotta, gotta, gotta stick to the sports, the NFL, I'm not. I'm not gonna blame Roger Goodell because people sit here and bash him day in, day in, day in, day out, as if he's the only one in that head office that makes decisions, and that blow, that blows me. It's not just him, but the NFL as a whole. I mean, it's starting to look like they're racist too. Like, like I said earlier, it's the white man comes first and the black man comes last. It's not even second. It's the black man comes last. I mean. In terms of just like the equipment and stuff, like the breast cancer awareness thing, mm. I don't even know, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's racism driven, like as the number one issue. Mm. To me, when I look at that thing, it's just more of like a money issue. Mm. Like can the NFL make money off of it? Yeah. So, for example, like with the D'Angelo Williams situation and like the breast cancer awareness or whatever, the NFL has a whole campaign Coming up, I think it should be it's October, so it should be coming I up. Don't, I, don't, soon. I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, they don't think they're doing it. No. Uh, well, usually that's what they do, and that's mm -hmm. like that's a big money maker for them. Yeah. So you know, what I'm saying you can't have somebody doing it, you know, outside of, you know, what I'm saying the season in which they do it, because mm -hmm. that's taken away from them mm -hmm. in terms of just like their gear and everything that they do. Um, that's just how I looked at it, um, for the NFL. I just think it's a, I just think it's all money driven. And, and, and media driven in terms of PR mm. uh, and not and not to say that any of this makes it okay or makes it right, right. in terms mm. of what the NFL is deciding because mm. I agree that you know it's real it's a lot of hypocrisy in terms of the decision they're making in terms of who can wear what who can't wear what mm. 
Because, you know, if somebody's wearing Arnold Palmer cleats, like, anyone who's looking at that is going to be like, oh, you know, that's cool. Like, Arnold Palmer is like an yeah. American hero, basically. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, that's all positive publicity. Vice versa, you know, Deshaun Jackson going out there with caution tape on his cleats, regardless of what he says, his reasoning is, Mm. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't. In their yeah. eyes. It just doesn't look good, period. Mm. Mm. So it's not even, like, I'm sure, you know, if a white player came out and said, I wanted to wear caution tape on their cleats, they would probably say the same thing to them. Like, that you're getting fined too. Mm. Um, now, it does go hand in hand with, you know, police brutality obviously being a black issue. Mm. So, you know, I would like a white player to come out and speak up on something like that. But, mm. I mean, no. that's just realistically... I don't really see it happening yeah. just because it doesn't really affect them. Mm. Um, but to me, it's just it's just all about monetary gain mm. and just looking good image-wise. Right. Versus just, you know, oh, you know, he's black, so we're not going to let him do this. Right. Um, you know, whereas, you know, like I said, if a white person was wanting to wear, you know, caution tape cleats, Mm. They'd probably find them. They'd probably find them too. Hundred percent. I agree with that. I agree with that. Hundred percent. But it's just like, like okay, so the whole Cam Newton situation about how black people are starting to bash him because of he won't he won't say the the things that they want him to say, like the police are doing wrong or Black Lives Matter. Like he's not saying any of that. I mean, you can't. You. I I guess you can't blame him because. If he does say something that's a little out of bounds, even a little bit, to the to the media, I mean, he could lose every single endorsement. He has a child, he has a family. So I mean, I, I when people when people start to bash him and say things like he's not speaking up for black people or he's not saying the things that black people would agree on, I mean, it's like, I mean, if you was in his position, would you say the same things as well? I mean. But that's like, but to me, it's like, if you're going to not say, or if you're going to, to me, when I hear Cam Newton speak, he's trying to appease both sides. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't want to, he doesn't want to offend, you know, one side. I don't want to say it's a black versus white thing, but the, I guess, you know, the side who feels like police brutality is an issue versus the side who thinks that it's not an issue. Yep. He wants to appeal to both sides. Mm-hmm. And one, that's just not possible. No. Like, it's just not even possible. Like, and if it is, and if you are going to do it, most of the time, the thing that you're saying is, like, it's not even anything of substance. You're not saying anything that really means anything. You're just talking in circles and just mm. saying cliches and, you know what I mean? Like, mm. you're not saying anything that's really worth my time. Mm. So, to me, like, if I hear, like, a Cam Newton or something, like, just don't say anything. Mm. You're not, you don't have to say anything. If you mm. really feel, you know, that you're neutral, then just be neutral and don't mm. say anything. Mm-hmm. My thing, my thing is the people that are neutral, the people that that just gonna like they they plead the fifth to speak about the situation. I respect those people because it's like they don't really have a stance on either side. So I respect the fact that you're not gonna be ignorant and say something that you don't believe in. Yeah, and and that's totally fine. Like you know, what I'm saying no, no, we're, there's not a bunch of Colin Kaepernick running around. You yeah. know, what I'm saying it took a lot of guts for him to do what he did, and mm-hmm. not that many people can do it. So it's so he was the first one to come out and you know make a a bold statement mm. um, like he did. So now I feel like all the other black athletes are kind of on that like are that's the bar. You know what I mean? Like that's everyone's comparing him to Colin Kaepernick. If you're not out here, you know, 
making very bold statements and you know defending you know mm. black people black rights or whatever like to an extreme degree then people are gonna you know say like oh you're not with the cause blah 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 whether it's true or not right. that's just what people are gonna say because mm, that, uh, that's it that's the the problem i would i would um my barber my barber who cut my hair she um she uh is like really big on black communities black people black lives matter like the whole movement and a couple months ago I didn't really care. Like I, I felt like, oh, it ain't happened to me or to anybody I know, so it don't got nothing to do with me. But that's kind of ignorant. You know what I'm saying, like, I mean, it is, it is in a sense, but it isn't in a sense. It is because it's like these are my people. These are who. Everything that's going on, it's not nobody, no other race but my own. So, and it isn't because I mean, you can't really be mad at me because I don't feel. Like, I need to say anything about it, or I don't feel like I need to have a stance on it because that's just my, that's just how I feel. But that was months ago. Me now, I feel like I, anybody who has a voice should say something. And that is exactly why I wanted to do this podcast today because anybody who has a voice in the black community should say something and speak up on it because if we don't, it's only going to get worse. And... The people I don't I don't really know what the solution is. I mean, I don't really know who knows, but the the least we could do is bring it to light and bring awareness to it as if and stop shunning it away like it's not happening and it's not a problem. Yeah, I feel like speaking on it uh, is definitely the first step. Um, but more importantly, especially in terms of athletes, like I would rather an athlete not say anything if they're giving money back to the community. Because yeah. so in the end, even though it's behind closed doors and it's not you know, I guess it's fancy or whatever. I mean, it, to me, giving money back, even if you're giving your time back, um, setting an example in that way, yeah. is going to be more powerful than just speaking on it. Speaking yeah. on it is important, but if you're speaking and doing nothing with no action, mm. then you're just talking, and that's not, it's only going to get you but so far. Yeah. It's, speaking on it is, to me, just the first step. Um, like if Colin Kaepernick had knelt or sat or whatever, but he's not giving back to the community, then like... It just it just feels kind of empty. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's so so yeah. That's how I feel on that. But um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get back to this in, in future podcasts. Um, you know, I'll let let you make sure you get on here and uh, express yourself, get get something off your chest a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but on to some better news and better things. Better things. Uh, is it uh, is it too soon to say that I was wrong about Carson Wentz? Uh. Cause I didn't. I mean, I'm not saying he. I thought he was scrub. No, yeah, no. I mean, I didn't. But I didn't think that. You know. I mean, to answer your question before I say what I say. Nah, not too soon. Um, because I mean, in, in this, in this, not too soon in this regard, because it's it's three weeks into the season. Or four. So, well, sorry, we didn't play before, so I, oh, yeah. that's why I said three. So we we only played three games. We played the Bears, the Browns, and Steelers. I mean, say what you want. The Steelers could possibly Super Bowl this year. Yeah, but they're still offense first team. It's not like their defense is taking them too far. Yeah, you're right. The defense right. is it's not bad. It's not, you know, the Browns or who else you all play? We play the Bears. Or the Bears. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, that bad, but yeah. you know, it's just average. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, they um it's not it's not too soon to to say that you what did you say? Am I wrong? No, yeah, it's not just trying to say that you're that you're wrong. There's a lot of football to be played left. I mean, a kid from from everything I've seen, 
no rookie has, has, has been playing better so far this year. This year, yeah. No, in no. terms of so, so no, so you don't you don't agree that Dak Prescott's been better. Cowboys, no. Cowboys Nation will tell you otherwise. Listen, that kid is great too. They, I mean, these these two quarterbacks. I, 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 I'm 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 twenty, so I don't I don't I, I, I never seen football like this before. Like these two rookies, never never seen it. Not never. even them. This like whole rookie class has been great. Yep. We got Wentz. You got Prescott. Hell, even Cody Cussler on the Browns hasn't yep. been that bad. They just Ooh. aren't a good team, a good so team. they yeah. haven't gotten the W's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. What other quarterbacks have have been our rookies right now? I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's at least one more that we're forgetting. You, you uh, other than the number one pick who hasn't been played, yeah. or has he, I don't even know if he's the backup. And right so now. far, so far for them, it's like they they look like they're not even um, making the wrong decision by not playing. Well, yeah. Um, well, I mean. I mean, yeah, they're 3-1. Yeah. Uh, it's not like Case Keenum's been lighting it up, but... Mm, uh, but he played well, play well on Sunday. Yeah, but but, I mean, yeah. but but the thing is, it's just like... It's not like he's been great, so how bad does Jared Goff have to be to be the number one pick and to not even be the backup? Yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> like, like, how bad does he got to be to not even be the backup? Mm. Like, we got Sean Mannion as the backup. Yeah, that's, that's sad. And I don't, even know, I don't even know who that is. I know he played at Oregon State. I said this before on another podcast with Sean Mannion, and I had a whole bunch of people like, "Oh, he's a quarterback, Oregon State, blah blah." I don't care. So, I'm like, I don't care. Like, the worst team in the pack. <laughs> okay, but anyway, yeah, but 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 to Wentz, I, I mean, Pro Football Focus have had him ranked as the, the highest rookie quarterback, like to ever the best, one of the best. Yeah, they've been the first three. Or yeah, whatever. They, I saw that. They've been like rating quarterbacks since 2011. He's like the best one since 2011. I mean, the kid is is the real deal, man. I mean, he's made throws, he's made he's made decisions that that I have never seen an Eagles quarterback do ever. I mean, besides, I mean, I've seen Nick Foles do some good stuff, but the so, so let, let's look at this. So the Bears, the week two, I mean, he was running, he was getting lit up. And you know Doug Peterson was in his ear, who is, by the way, my MVP for the team. <laughs> Doug Peterson? Man, this kid, this, that dude has everybody playing lights out. Everybody. But he, he week two versus the Bears, he was getting lit up, lit up, hit after hit after hit. And you saw week three, he wasn't making any dumb decisions to put himself in harm's way. That's the growth, that's the maturity that I see. Because he could have, he, he can run. He ran a four, what, five, six as a combine. He can run. But to know that, to know that you'd rather get out of bounds or throw the play away to protect yourself from getting hurt is, is the thing that I saw the growth and maturity. I mean, and, the, and on top of that, he doesn't look like a rookie. No, nah, that's the one thing that I saw out of Carson Wentz is that, and Dak Prescott too, is that <clears throat> they don't look scared or like nervous or yeah. frazzled or anything that you would expect a rookie to look. <coughs> um, they've they've just been they've been they just look really good. I mean, I wish I wish one thing I wish Andrew Luck had done is not take as many hits. Mm. Um, and he had to learn after about four years once he got his like kidney lacerated. Mm. Uh, he finally learned, mm. uh, and he's at least been better at that um, in terms of not getting hit. But yeah, I mean, I I definitely would take Carson Wentz over Dak just because mm-hmm. even if you say like they've been equally as good, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is doing it with way 
less yeah. talent around him. On, 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 on offense. offense. On, on offense. offense. On yeah. offense. Yeah. I mean, that's all. That's all, all he can affect. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, the, so I mean, the Eagles do have a way better defense. Yeah. But I'm just in terms of his weapons. I mean, outside of Jordan Matthews, none of the receivers really, you know, excite mm. me. No. Uh, I mean, I like Zach Ertz, but he's been injured. Mm. He'll, he'll be back next week. Yeah, he'll be back, but he's, he had he missed a game or two. Mm. Um, the offense, I do like the offensive line, yeah. and, then the, and the run game is, you know, slightly above average, but it's mm. not, you know, it's not like it, it, they don't have Ezekiel Elliott. Nope. He's, he's leading the league in rushing right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel, I feel like Zach, they just put him in positions to where it's easier for him to just not mess up. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, He's not necessarily making a t- ton of plays. He's just kind of, you know, not messing it up. Yeah. Whereas Carson Wentz is, to I'm me, making, making like making a lot happen mm. from very little. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I've seen from Carson. Uh, that's what I've been seeing from Andrew Luck because he has no choice but to yeah. run around and, and make plays because this is probably the worst Colts team that we've had since Andrew Luck's been yeah. in the league. This is, what, his fifth year? This is yeah. This is it's just been bad. I thought and, and it was only it only got worse when Moncrief got hurt. Yeah. I mean we didn't even look that great week one, mm-hmm. but we put up points. Yeah, great great segue to to luck and and um I just feel like he he I feel bad for him man. I feel bad for him because he's such he's such a good quarterback. He he makes smart decisions. I I was watching the game on Sunday. But I told you I set the wrong for the game because I had to see it. Cause I, I knew y'all were gonna lose, but uh, wow. <laughs> I, mean, I just I, I had a feeling y'all were going to lose. But I, I, I knew I knew that Luck would would be able to at least get something done. I mean, he threw for like fifty yards in the first half. Look, man, the I, fuck, like, I mean, and and this is not this. I'm I don't like to give Andrew Luck a ton of excuses because he came out with a ton of hype. Mm-hmm. People, the media gives him not that many more quarterbacks get as many excuses as Andrew Luck. To be totally honest. Really? Um, just in general. Even when we had a good team, you know, and he was making mistakes, he had a couple years where he threw mm-hmm. a bunch of picks, and people were still making uh, a lot of excuses for him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like to give him a ton of excuses. It's not like he's played perfect this year. No. But that Jags game, man, they were after. They were after. They yeah. were after. Yeah. And then, and you know, people say, well, you know, well, if your, your offensive line is bad, then why doesn't he just throw the ball quicker? Well, for one... <laughs> For one, <laughs> that's, just, that's easier said than done. Like he just, what does he want him to do? Like yeah. he want him to throw it to himself quicker. Like the only the only receiver he's got out there really is T. Y. Hilton. I'm I'm not a fan of Philip Dorsett at all. Not a fan. You can yeah. check my Twitter. I've been tweeted at him. You know I'm not, I'm not a fan, <laughs> and he knows it. He responded. He, he's seen it. He responded. And everything. He responded yeah, to me? you know he responded to me. He's like a garbage T. Y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton Jr. He sucks. What did he say to you? I don't, I don't remember. He's just like. He was actually cool about it. I, I kind of respect him for that because I just, I was, just, I just shitted on him. Honestly, uh, I was just like, I was like, you're just like a, hum-. and I wasn't even mad at at him because he's not that bad. But it's just like, why did we draft him? Like mm-hmm. we just drafted a worse version of the same player we already have. He's literally yeah. a worse T. Y. Hilton. Yeah. In every way, he's just a worse T. Y. Hilton, and mm-hmm. just, I'm like, why did we do this? So it's not even his fault. Like my, I, I just, I was so mad at like, like Ryan Grigson, the GM, and Jim Irsay. <laughs> That I just took it out on him because like he just happened to be there. Like I just took it out on him. I was just so mad. Like, why are you here? Why are you like? Yeah. Oh God! But it was like Aguilar last year. Oh my God! <laughs> but the thing is, it's just like how the how the offense is set up. Everything we do is five step drops, seven step drops. 
Our bad. best our best receiver is a deep threat, so we, he has to have time to get down the field. Mm-hmm. Like we don't ha- like he's even though he's small, he's not really a mm-hmm. slot receiver. Right. Uh, you know, and, neither, is definitely not and neither is Philip Dorsett. That's the yeah. thing. They're neither of them are really <laughs> slot receivers. They're small, and you kind of have to put one of them in a slot when Moncrief is there. Mm-hmm. But if Moncrief isn't there, then they just both go on the outside, and we just have like some scrub thinking Chester Rogers. In, in the slot, you don't want to know who it is. I wish I didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's, I'm sure, I mean, he's a rookie, he's young. I'm sure he'll get better, but it's like he just, oh god, it's just, it's just been rough. I mean, Colts got the third most drops. Luck's been sacked the most. He's had the second most pressures. Mm. But he's not, he's ninth in QBR. He's seventh in yards. He's like tied for third or fourth in touchdowns. He's only got two. He's only got. Two or three interceptions, which is actually really good for him, because yeah. he usually turns the ball over a lot. He's been better with the turnovers. Um, you know, the Colts' rushing attack is 18th, but if you take away Andrew Luck's yards and only account for running backs, they're 27th. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> they're 27th. Mm. The Colts haven't had a 100-yard rusher since 2012. Really? Yes. Week 15, 2012, Vic Ballard had a 100-yard rush. We have not seen one since. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, no, Vic Ballard was actually nice. I thought we were going to have something with him. Then he tore his ACL like three years in a row. Yikes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, we had Vic Ballard. And remember, we had Ahmad Bradshaw who was good. But yep. he kept breaking his leg. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, gosh. It's just, we haven't had a, a consistent running back since Joseph Adai. <sighs> That was 2007 when we won the Super Bowl when we had Joseph Adai. That's the last time we had a 1,000-yard rusher, like for the season. I'm pretty sure, now I might be wrong on this one, but I'm pretty sure since Andrew Luck's been drafted, he's the Colts' leading rusher. Uh, <laughs> like, like, why, why are you going in on your team like bro, this? Because it doesn't make no sense. And then the whole, the worst part about it is that last year, Ryan Grigson and Chuck Pagano got contract extensions. <laughs> contract extensions. We want to keep doing this. Yeah. Your first his drunk ass is looking at him and say, y'all are doing a good job. He's looking at that and say, y'all are doing a good job. I, that's, that's unbelievable. That is, that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I really feel sorry for Andrew Luck in a lot of ways. Yeah, I saw, that's what I was doing. I, I, I just feel sorry for him. He doesn't have... I mean... I don't want him to end up being like Philip Rivers. I feel like that's who, where he's going. Who, who, throws, who throws for 5,000 yards a season? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Two games. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. And and all of that is just on the offense. I don't even want to get started on the defense. Because I might have a brain injury or something. They're talking about the defense. I don't even want to. Our best pass rusher is Eric Walton. Yeah. No disrespect to Eric Walton, but hey, you, I mean, you, you told me about him, and I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> he's okay. Like he's not bad, but I mean, he ain't that great either. I mean, he's solid. I like. I like. I actually like him, but like for him to be really our only impact rusher, because mm-hmm. Robert Mathis is is old. Trent Cole is old. Uh, yeah, we washed him up. Yeah, he, yeah. Put him right in that rinse cycle and like, gave him to us to dry out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then I couldn't even name, you know, our defensive line. We got two dudes from Stanford who were both rookies last year who were just like. And then you'll have three rookie offensive linemen. Oh, see, like. The I, right tackle, the guard, and the left, and left, and the left center, center. Or the center, center sorry, center. yeah. And I, I wasn't even trying to get into that. I thought the, the sacks, the sack, leading the league in sacks, I, that, set, that was enough. I didn't even want to. I'm going to start crying if I get into it any deeper than that. Mm. But it's just crazy. Like. 
I tweeted this the other day. With the Colts, I could look down the whole Colts roster and pick out seven good players, and two of them are the kicker and the punter. <laughs> oh my god. I'm talking, if you look at the whole roster, you got Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Vontae Davis, who's actually a really good corner. I like Vontae Davis mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like Mike Adams. He hasn't been that great this year, but I general, genuinely like Mike, Mike Adams usually. Your secondary on paper should be like top 10. I don't know about that because it's just them two. We got another, the, the safety next to Mike Adams is a rookie. Yikes. And then Patrick Robinson on the other side is okay. Mm-hmm. We're out there playing Antonio Cromartie. Well, he's going to talk about Wash. Yeah. And he got 12 kids. <laughs> no, he's, that's the only reason he's out there. He's playing for, he's only reason he's playing because he got a child support payment coming yeah, up. Yeah, he got 12 kids, 10 baby mothers. Yeah, ain't no way he'd be playing because he's Wash. Mm-hmm. But, geez. So it's just been rough. It's been a rough time. I think we, we got the Bears next week. If we lose to the Bears, we'll go 1-4. The season's over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the season's, season's over. over. Pack it up. If we lose to the yeah. Bears next week, the yeah. season's over. Yeah. And they've actually looked good with Brian Hoyer. Yes. Because, you want to know why? Because Jay Cutler is the worst <laughs> leader in the National Football League. Who, nobody, I, Stephen A. Smith goes in on, I'm not about to sit here and go in on Jay Cutler. I mean, he's not, he, his talent isn't garbage. I'm not about to sit here and do all that. But, Stephen A. Smith goes on him any chance he gets. Like, and he's right. He's the worst leader. Who wants to play for him? Yeah, like, he just looks like he doesn't care. Yeah, like, you, nobody wants to play play with a person like that, especially the quarterback. Like, you look like you don't care, so uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to care either. Yeah. And then, with us, it almost looked like he gave up. Like, boy, if you don't wrap that thumb up and play, <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, for it, for it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm... I'm not gonna judge his team because I, I never he, broke my thumb. It's, it's not even the fact. It's just the fact that his body language is so bad. Yeah. Like he just, even if he is hurting, he just looks like he looks like he could play, but he doesn't feel like it. Right. And That's it, how he always looks. If, if you ever see him, he never sweats. Like, <laughs> like, he, he always looks like he's. He never smiles. Chill. He never yells. He doesn't yeah. do anything. He just there to. Co- he just collects some checks. I saw a tweet um, about two three weeks ago about how much he got paid during that game, and it was like ninety nine with nine hundred thousand dollars. Just for that game week. Yeah, he's a hundred. He had a hundred million dollar contract. Stealing money. Or just about, just about a hundred million. To do what? Dude, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't know. It's it's been. We start. We started off serious. Got got into some good conversation, and now I'm sad again because <laughs> I brought up the Colts. <laughs> I brought up the Colts. So 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 your so your your season outlook, rest of the game, rest of the games, season prediction. I mean, talk to me after the Bears. If we go two and three against the Bears, then we got a shot. Because then next week, yeah, yeah, we can. Because the Texans, even though they're three and one, they're yeah. good, but they're not great. Especially no. with JJ Watt out. I'm not, I mean, even though the Jags beat us, they're still the Jags. And the Titans don't. I thought the Titans were going to be good. Demarco Murray's been a great pickup, but Marcus Mariota has not been good. I thought Marcus Mariota was going to be a lot better, and he, yeah. he hasn't been. So the division is still open. Yeah. But like I said, my only prediction is that if we lose to the Bears, the team's over. That's the only thing I gotta say. <laughs> if we lose to the Bears, there's no way we're losing. We're gonna beat the Texans next week, the week after that, and we'll be one in five. Yeah, it it would be kind of cult like to lose to the Bears and then come back and beat the Texans, but I just, I mean, realistically, if we lose to the Bears, the season's over. So mm-hmm. I'll hold back on any predictions until I see us play the Bears, because the Bears aren't. They are. They have a lot of injuries. They, we should beat them. 
So we'll see. Mm. Uh, but your Eagles are looking on, are on the up and up. Yeah, I still got us losing six games. I don't know where or when. Don't ask me because <laughs> I don't know. But I got us losing, losing at least six games. At least six games. Probably not winning the division and making a wild card. And probably losing in the first round. Well, it must, but, be, but, it must but, be nice. But 10 and 6 is good because. No, that's, I mean, that's great. It must be nice. I wish the Colts would go 10 and 6. <laughs> because everybody, I mean, I love You put that 10 and 6 in a mirror, that's the Colts 6 and 10. <laughs> coming, coming right up, quick, fast, in a hurry. And, it, and the thing is, when your team's bad, you can at least look forward to a, to a good draft pick. And I'm not even looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to us drafting some scrub. We're the same team that traded our first rounder for Trent Richardson. So that's all you need to know about the, our our talent evaluation. We yeah. thought Trent Richardson was was worth a first round pick. Well, look, look, the the Vikings saw Sam Bradford. Was, I mean, by the way, <laughs> Sam Bradford is balling, and y'all know how. I, well, y'all don't know. Sam Bradford is my guy. Okay, I'm about to be rooting for him tonight. You all right, we, all right, here. All right, I'm about to cut this podcast. Off. Eagles legend Sam Bradford. Okay. Right, and on that note, and this, is, this is exactly why I don't have Eagles fans <laughs> on the podcast. This is exactly why Eagles fans don't get on the podcast. 3-0, and baby. We're going 10-6. and six. All right. This has been episode 12 of Rodney's Reports. Fun times. I'll yeah. be back. Yeah, this Deron, thanks for coming on again, sharing your thoughts. You um, You know, on another thing we talked about. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Rodney's Reports, R-O-D-N-E-Y-S, Reports. <laughs> I never. I don't know why I can never spell my name. Mm-hmm. Rodney supports. Add Rodney supports. Um, subscribe to me on iTunes. Search Rodney supports to find my podcast. Uh, I need to get those subscriptions up. I think I have like maybe five subscriptions. I don't know if my mom signed up yet. So we're we're almost at six. I see. I actually don't know what the number is. Watch, I haven't checked. Bro, look at listen and and give give us give us eight months, bro. <laughs> It was eight months of hard work, bro. We gonna be, we gonna be on it. <laughs> this gonna be, this gonna be the the new under, undisputed Skippin' Shannon Jr. Okay, give, right, well, give you're, it some you're time. Sk- you're skipping. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, no, no, no. I promise the next the next podcast I'm going in on Skip Bayless. I'm, I'm telling you, but go ahead. Let's All right, there we go. That's a sneak peek for for, net, for future episodes yeah. right there. Skip Bayless All right, is torch. <laughs> so if you've been sticking around with me, uh, thanks for listening. Um, like I said, catch me on all those platforms. I'm on SoundCloud too for all you Android users. Um, so yeah, see you guys on episode 13.